friends, we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. You're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Prince Nesta kicks off Monday's show with a look at the weekend highlights in the major European club football leagues. Sporty greetings, Prince. Sporty greetings to you too, Sunny. English football of Ghanaian descent aiding Katie's breast and Arsenal a 2-1 win against Leeds United at the Emirates Stadium. The 22-year-old has now scored four goals in the last four games. The win helped the Ghanaians move four points clear of their North London rivals Tottenham, with their schedule to play against on Thursday in a game which may decide the Champions League race. Leeds United, on the other hand, dropped into the relegation zone. Arsenal boss Mikhail Ateta shared his thoughts on the match. We started really well with uh, the right uh, determination, attitude, quality. Uh, we were at them. Uh, we didn't allow them to breathe. Um, we generated chance after chance, scored two goals, and we started really good. After the sending off, um, we should have scored the third goal. And uh, when you don't do that, I think it's the only shot that they had. They scored, and then, yes, it's nervy. This is the Premier League, and, and they don't need much any teams to, to generate a goal. So at the end we, we suffer much more than what we needed. Then Arsenal manager Mikhail Mateta reflecting on his side swing over Leeds United in the Premier League. Belgian star of Congolese descent Romelu Lukaku scored twice for Chelsea. By it wasn't enough as Wolves came back to secure a two-all draw against the Blues. The Stamford Bridge best outfit are now third in the Premier League with 67 points, while the Wolves are currently eighth with 50 points. Chelsea boss Thomas Tuchel reacted to his team's draw. I think we started both halves very, very good, but we struggled to execute the, the match plan throughout uh, the first half and, and throughout the second half. We, we stop after 25, 30 minutes in each half, and I don't know why. There's no reason for it, we, we, and, and this cost us today uh, a lot because uh, we were completely in control. We were two goals up. We have huge chances to even score more, but... Uh, um, and, and, and still, like if you're if you're two 0 up at home, there's no need to to, to invite any counter chances and, and to take care better about about the coverage, what we normally do very well. But uh, we took way too much risk. Then Chelsea manager Thomas Tuchel sharing his thoughts after Wolverhampton Wanderers captain Kona Cody headed a dramatic 97th minute equaliser to deny his team a crucial victory in the Premier League. English striker of Jamaican descent Raheem Sterling, Emerick Laporte, Rodri and Phil Fodin all recorded their names on the score sheet to help Manchester City crush Newcastle United 5-0 and move three points clear of Liverpool at the top of the Premier League table. City boss Pep Guardiola's pleased with his side's performance. Yeah, very pleased. Perfect afternoon. Just before the start of the game, I felt in our, our crowd that... Uh, they were disappointed but not grumpy and upset and sad about who we are as a team. And uh, what we have done today, we have done the last five years in every three days. So, And uh, yeah, three more points and three left, one competition to play and big problems behind because we have just uh, three, three defenders for these three games, but we will do it in terms of we're going to try to now... What happened yesterday with Liverpool and to our game today, Wednesday, become absolutely a final, final, final for us. 
if we are able to win, maybe we are able to arrive in the last game at home with our people to try to make back-to-back. -back. And that's why Wednesday is an absolute final, and I'm pretty sure we'll prepare well to try to, to beat them. That's Manchester City boss Pep Guardiola reacting to his team's victory over Newcastle in the Premier League. Citizens will travel to the Molinex Stadium to face Wolverhampton Wanderers on Wednesday night. Liverpool suffered a blow to their Premier League title hopes despite coming from behind to earn a one-all draw against Tottenham Hotspur Anfield. Liverpool boss Jurgen Klopp acknowledges team's disappointment with the draw. But now you know the dressing room is now not flying eh, in this moment, <laughs> like probably nobody out there. But eh, come on, it was always clear something like this can happen, and it's now not. So it's not not all games are played, and it's not that we need now tomorrow a defeat of of, of City against Newcastle. There are other play games to play we just have to keep going that was always clear and um, so I wish for the effort the boys put in we would have won this game I really think with all the with all the praise probably for Tottenham if you play a world-class team with the, they sit back they obviously were for everything get time wasting these kind of things it makes it not easier smart but makes it not easier for us obviously on the other side and so now it's like it is um, we have a point more than before the game. That's a positive thing. We wanted three. That's not so cool. Tottenham boss Antonio Conte was happy with the draw. Good performance. I asked my players to, to be good defensively. And I think that we didn't consider the, the, uh, to Liverpool any chance. And uh, we, we consider goal for a deflection. At the same time, and uh, with the ball, I asked to be brave, to be courage, because uh, Liverpool... Uh, um, in every game, uh, uh, go to press you in a strong way. If you are prepared, if uh, you studied the way to overcome this pressure, you can find a lot of space to attack and to create problems to Liverpool. When happened this, we created the chances to to to, to score. Uh, but I think uh, that uh, the draw was uh, was fair. Then's Tottenham manager Antonio Conte reviewing his team's performance against Liverpool in the Premier League. Moving on to the French League, French champions Paris Saint-Germain were forced to a two-all draw against 15th place Troyes in Paris. The Parisian giants linked to be cruising to victory with goals from Aquinos and Brazilian superstar Neymar, but then let their opponents back into the game with Florian Tadio and Canadian forward of Nigerian descent Ike Ugbo scoring for the visitors. It was third successive draw for PSG, who have already secured the French league title in this season's campaign. Second place Olympique Marseille also earned a 3-0 win at Lorient thanks to goals from Senegalese forward Bamba Dieng, French football of Moroccan descent Matteo Guendouzi and Brazilian midfielder Gerson De Silva. Third place Monaco extended their incredible French league run by beating Lille two goals to one with both goals scored by French midfielder of Cameroonian descent Aurelien Chomeni. Lovro Majer also recorded his name on the score sheet to help Rene beat struggling Saint-Étienne two goals to nil. Moving on 
Juventus Spain, Yanni Carrasco's first half penalty and Atletico Madrid a 1-0 victory in a fiery derby against the Liga champions Real Madrid. A win that helped them tighten their grip on a place in next season's Champions League. Spanish forward of Guinea-Bissau and Descent, Ansu Fati and Jody Alba were both on the score sheet as Barcelona cruised to a 2-1 victory at Real Betis. The Blaugrana have now won 10 of their last 12 league matches and are close to wrapping up second place, which will secure them Champions League qualification next season. Meanwhile, Sevilla also took a step closer to finishing in La Liga's top four after French football of Benini's descent, Jules Condé's 96-minute equaliser snatched a one-all draw away at Villarreal. Reporting for the sunny side of sports and Prince Nestor. Thanks, Prince. Just ahead, Samson Omale has a report on the Confederation of African Football's Champions League competition. Champions League holders Al Hockley thronged 10 man ES Satif 4 0 at the Al Salam Stadium in Cairo in the first leg of the CAF Champions League semi final match played at the Al Salam Stadium in Cairo. The results saw the Egyptians put one foot into the final of the continental event for the third time in a row thanks to a brace from South African Persetao. Pitsu Mesumane, the South African coach of Al Hockley, speaks about taking advantage of the red card and ending the victory at home. We played well. Well, when Satif still had 10 against, 11 against 11 on the pitch. And we controlled the game even when, when it was 11 against 11. And in football, and if you come here and play us, luckily, and you get a red card early on a, on a big game like this, of course... We will, we will take the opportunity. In the other semifinals, Wida Casablanca secured a 3-1 comfortable win over Petro de Luanda at the 11 November Stadium. Wida took a two-goal lead into the break and Guy Mbenza got the result beyond doubt with a third in the second half. The return leg will be played on Saturday the 14th of May. In the CAF Confederations Cup, South African Giants Orlando Pirates have put one foot into the final of the CAF Confederations Cup after registering a 2-0 win and the first leg semi-final played against Al-Haili Tripoli in Libya on Sunday night. Pirate, who lost out to Osborne in the final of the 2013 Confederations Cup final, were in control of the match for most points, showing that they were not prepared to sit back away from home. In the other semi-final first leg, an added time goal from 19-year-old John Bacarta snatched a 1-0 home win for TP Mizembe of the Democratic Republic of Congo over Renaissance Bakane of Morocco. The Confederations Cup is the African equivalent of the European second-tier competition, the Europa League. League. And now to tennis news. Tunisian Oz Jaboa became the first African player to win a WTA 1000 tournament at the weekend, the most prestigious category after the Grand Slam. Jaboa beat 14th ranked American Jessica Pegula 7 5, Love 6 6 2, two weeks before the French Open. It's amazing, very happy. Uh, I'm glad that I got the win. Didn't want to get disappointed again, to be honest with you. But, you know, I've been working very hard, and uh, the match today was, was very difficult, and I'm glad that I pulled the win, and, and hopefully this will be the opportunity to win one, many more uh, titles. Her title in Birmingham last year was the first for an Arab woman player on the circuit, and she's the first Arab player, man or woman, to crack the top ten. I am something 
Omale in Abuja, Nigeria. Thanks, Samson. With her title at the Madrid Open, the 27-year-old Tunisian Anz Jabur moved up three places to number seven in Monday's Women's Tennis Association singles rankings. Meanwhile, 19-year-old Spaniard Carlos Alcaraz also moved up three places and is now number six in the world after winning the men's singles title at the Madrid Open. The teenage sensation capped another impressive week by beating Germany's Alexander Zverev 6-3 and 6-1 in the final. That win followed victories over his idol, Rafael Nadal, in the quarterfinals and top-ranked Novak Djokovic in the semifinals. The 19-year-old Alcaraz is the youngest winner ever in Madrid. He now has four titles in 2022, the most of any male player, and also has the most wins on tour this season with 28. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington, and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. The Basketball Africa League is back. Voice of America joins the forces with Africa's Premier Men's Basketball League to bring you the second season of the BAL. 38 games, 12 teams leaving it all on the court in Senegal, Egypt and Rwanda to determine the 2022 season champion. Tune in to VOA 24-7 FMs and to our radio and TV affiliates for some action. Pre-game, play-by-play, post-game. Daily highlights delivered by our finest commentators. Basketball Africa League 2022 on Voice of America. May the best team win. Basketball Africa League 2022 will resume May 21st when the league playoffs tip off at the Kigali Arena in Rwanda. Eight teams, including defending champion Zamalek of Egypt, will compete for continental supremacy. The Basketball Africa League is a partnership between the National Basketball Association, the NBA, and the International Basketball Federation, FIBA. For a look at the upcoming playoffs, Iron Mike Mbonye spoke with Colonel Sam Amedu, retired, the president of FIBA Africa Zone 3. The Basketball Africa League 2022 final round scheduled for Kigali, Rwanda from the 21st to 28th of May promises to be very exciting. As usual, all the teams are ready for the event. Judging from the uh, qualifying rounds in the Sweet 16, there were a few surprises and it, it is good for the game that uh, some new clubs have, have emerged, like Seydou Legacy Athletic Club of Guinea that came fourth in, in the Sahara Conference. In the same way, Fab of Cameroon were able to squeeze their way to a top place qualifying spot in, in the Nile Conference along with Cape Town Tigers of South Africa. Overall, it promises to be an interesting competition and 
kudos to FIBA Africa and the NBA for putting together this very, very exciting competition that is enhancing the development of basketball in Africa. Eight teams will take part in the Basketball Africa League playoffs scheduled for Kigali, Rwanda. What's your assessment of the Sahara Conference and the Nile Conference of the league? With the fireworks that are expected, the two conferences looked balanced. But uh, from the, I will give it to Rwanda Energy Group, which came first in the Sahara Conference, where the host, Duke of Senegal, were eliminated. Uh, in that same group, you have the U.S. Monastery of Tunisia, A.S. Saleh of Morocco, and the Seydou Athletic Club. So uh, from the from the Nile, that is where you will see, I expect another group of outstanding teams. Zamalek, we all know, is a perennial African champion and also uh, a veteran, a veteran club in this African tournaments. They are built up, apart from having Anas Mohamed, the Dikembe Matumbo ball defensive player of the of the year with averaging 17 points with about three blocks per game. Zamalek also has Ike Diogo, the effervescent Nigerian player who who has done it all. Uh, and so you remember Ike played for the NBA, led Nigeria to the World Cup in 2019 in China. And uh, not only that, he has been, he has been consistent. Sporty greetings. This is Ike Diago. You're listening to the sunny side of sports on the Voice of America. Uh, if we talk about uh, Cape Town Tigers, who have the Evans Ganapamo, the the good player from Central African Republic. So I, I believe that uh, Cape Town Tigers will also give their best. Fab of Cameroon that came third, well, they are also there. They are being urged on by Dujuel. Almeida, the Cameroonian sharp, the Kevedian sharp shooter, and uh, hey, it's, it's not going to be child's play. Last but not the least, I was surprised uh, Petro Atletico of Angola, who uh, plays fourth in the Nile Conference, which shows you the caliber of teams. Petro Atletico uh, parading African star player Carlos Moraes. Are still in it, even though they place fourth. And uh, overall, it's going to be an, an interesting comp- competition. But I, w- I will say my likely favorites are Rwanda Energy Group and Zamalek. Do you think there are new innovations or improvements in the Basketball Africa League Season 2? Yes, uh, there are new innovations uh, for the ball Africa uh, for for basketball Africa League uh, season two uh, we, we witnessed introduction of a couple of young players from the NBA Academy these players were actually uh, from different countries on the African continent who are who have been um, um, and, and improved upon uh, the NBA Academy, they, they, they were, they were uh, infused into bars, into several teams, and uh, some of these teams have shown, shown themselves to be stars of the, the future. Uh, not only did, did that, um, the movement of 
of the teams from one conference to to the to the other. You remember last year, uh, teams the twelve teams came to to Rwanda for the finals, but now it's eight. Uh, the the teams have been pruned down, so uh, the the journeymen have been eliminated, and so you, you we have the best of the of the best. So this clearly shows that it is it's not going to be child's play. It's going to be very big fireworks and I, I can assure you Africa will be the blessed beneficiary of Bar 2022. That's Colonel Sam Amedu, retired, the president of FIBA Africa Zone 3. And Colonel Sam spoke with Iron Mike Mbonye on the telephone from here in the United States. This is Colonel Sam Amedu, retired, President FIBA Africa Zone 3. You are once more listening to Sunny Side of Sports on the Voice of America. Thank you very much and have a good day. Thank you very much, Colonel Sam. And I hope you have a good day, too. And thanks very much to Iron Mike Mbonye for that interview. In National Basketball Association playoff action Sunday, the Dallas Mavericks and the Philadelphia 76ers both posted victories at home to even their second-round series at two games each. Philadelphia beat the Miami Heat by eight points, as we hear now from the AP's Dave Ferry. James Harden scored 31 points, and the 76ers even their Eastern Conference semifinal series at two games apiece by downing the Heat, 116-108. Joel Embiid had 24 points and 11 rebounds in his second game since missing the first two of the series with a fractured orbital bone and a mild concussion. We got a lot of adjustments and a lot of room to grow, uh, so we got a lot from it, so... But we are far from, you know, playing our best basketball. So that's the encouraging thing. And Embiid made five of six shots in the first quarter, including a three-pointer, and scored 15 points in the period to put the Sixers ahead. Jimmy Butler scored 40 points and nearly willed Miami to victory. A lot of it comes down to us making shots. When we make shots, we tend to play defense. If we don't, then we don't. I don't think that can be the case uh, in preseason, in the regular season. Um, for sure not here in the playoffs. So we got to get back to um, being a defensive-minded team and let our offense come to a second. The Heat missed 28 of 35 three-point attempts. The series returns to Miami for Game 5 on Tuesday. The Mavericks have evened their Western Conference semifinal series at two games apiece with a 111-101 win over the Suns. Luka Doncic scored 26 points and helped Dallas shoot 20 of 44 from three-point range. But Doncic was more impressed with teammate Dorian Finney-Smith, who delivered a playoff career-high 24 points on 8 of 12 from beyond the arc. Amazing, man. Uh, what do you say? Eight threes. Amazing. I don't have other words, you know. Uh, but... I'm not surprised he's capable of doing this. Suns guard Chris Paul fouled out early in the fourth quarter, one game after committing seven turnovers. Paul finished with just 5 points, 7 assists, and 7 rebounds. Devin Booker had a game-high 35 points for the Suns, who host Game 5 on Tuesday. I'm Dave Ferry. Hi, this is Larry London, the host of VOA's Border Crossings, where we feature music and interviews along with your favorite artists from around the world. Tune in and interact live with us here in Washington, D.C. Hello, Shirin. Hello, Larry. How are you? Good. How are you tonight? Border Crossings comes to you Monday through Friday at 1500 UTC GMT. 
Thanks, Larry. That's Larry London, a man who's always ready to cross musical borders. I encourage our sunny side of sports listeners to follow me on Facebook and Twitter. My Facebook address is facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny. Once again, that address, facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny. And my Twitter handle is at VOA Sunny Sports. Once again, my Twitter handle at VOA Sunny Sports. World Boxing Association light heavyweight champion Dmitry Bivol of Russia retained his title over the weekend by beating Mexican star Saul Canelo Alvarez by unanimous decision in Las Vegas, Nevada. It was the 20th consecutive victory for the unbeaten Bivol, and in the process, he handed Canelo only the second defeat of his prize-fighting career. All three judges in Las Vegas scored the bout 115 to 113 in favor of Dimitri Bivol. Talk to us, Dimitri. I believed in myself. You know, I, I believed I could win. Uh, I knew that he has a hard punches and he will uh, beat my, on my body, on my arm, and he will beat uh, left hooks. Uh, I expected that and he did it. You know, for me enough uh, that uh, I have a belt, I know I am the one of the best. Even uh, nobody told me this, uh, you know, and uh, I don't feel I am the best light heavyweight division. I don't feel it because I don't have all belts. You know, if I have all belts, I will feel myself I am the best. But now I am one of the best. Meanwhile, Canelo Alvarez spoke in Spanish after the surprising defeat. He says he's not ashamed because he takes on challenges that other fighters avoid because they're afraid to lose. And Canelo added that he hopes to get a rematch against Dimitri Bivol. Kick it! VOA's Sonny Young in Washington, and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. In African athletics, Bermin Kip Career and Agnes Barsocio won the men's and women's titles at the inaugural Nairobi City Marathon in Kenya on Sunday. 
Kip Career had a winning time of two hours, eight minutes, and 30 seconds. He finished ahead of fellow Kenyans Richard Rupp and Daniel Kipkoske. Barsocio won the women's race in two hours, 24 minutes, and 45 seconds. Both she and men's winner Kip Career received first place prizes of 50,000 U.S. dollars each. The Nairobi City Marathon was held one day after the Kip Kano Classic International Track and Field Meet in the Kenyan capital. Hi guys, I'm Ferdinand Omanyala, the fastest man in Africa, African 100-meter record holder, and now you're listening to Sunny Side of Sports on The Voice of America. Ferdinand Omanyala, Africa's fastest man, won the men's 100 meters at the Kip Kano Classic in 9.85 seconds, the fastest time in the world this year. And Jamaican star Shelly Ann Fraser-Price, a three-time Olympic champion, won the women's 100 meters in 10.67 seconds. That's the third fastest time of her career. Egyptian sprinter Hamida Basant finished second in a national record time of 11.02 seconds. Other winners in Nairobi were Kenya's Abel Kipsang in the men's 1,500 meters. He clocked three minutes and 31.01 seconds. And Ethiopia's Deribe Welteji won the women's 1,500 meters in a meet record, 4 minutes and 1.50 seconds. And let's also give a sunny side of sports salute to Niger's Aminatu Saini. She won the women's 200 meters in 22.43 seconds. That's a Niger national record. And that wraps up the May 9th edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. I get it. And that's the sunny side of sports.